are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Friday edition of the show alongside Gino Camilleri. Gino, I don't even want to open the show. We're going to dive right into the absolute chaos that just happened in the last 15 minutes across NFL circles. And as always, man, the Philadelphia Eagles are normally right at the center of all of that activity and chaos. So let's break it down for you real quick what happened about 20 minutes ago. The San Francisco 49ers moved up from the 12th overall pick to number three, trading two first-round picks in 2022 and 2023, the 12th overall pick, and a third to the Miami Dolphins for pick number three to take either Justin Fields or Trey Lance at quarterback with likely Trevor Lawrence going number one and Zach Wilson going at number two. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, me and Gino, we're about to do a podcast now talking about it's likely over for the Eagles taking a quarterback unless Fields or Lance fell to six or if they wanted to move from four to five. And then five minutes ago, there was another report that the Philadelphia Eagles have moved down from the sixth overall draft pick to the 12th overall pick. And the Miami Dolphins are sending the Eagles an extra first round pick in 2022. So Gino, the Eagles are sacrificing getting Jamar Chase potentially or Kyle Pitts or Devonta Smith or maybe even Jalen Waddell for an extra first next year. They could have three if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps. And then there is more to this. So Ian Rappaport two minutes ago just tweeted that before the Eagles decided to move down from 6 to 12, that they themselves tried to get up from 6 to 3 before San Fran did it, but they were only willing to move up for BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. They were not willing to do it for Trey Lance or Justin Fields. There is just so much to unpack here, man. But the biggest thing to me, I'm okay with them moving down from 6 to 12 to collect an extra first. I'm devastated to know that they, like me and you, wanted the quarterback, that their belief in Jalen Hurts only goes so far. Why are you devastated? Wanted, it only proves us right. <laughs> because because not only do I know now that they that I was right, that they don't really like Jalen Hurts, but Gino, they also don't get the quarterback. So it, this is a whirlwind. It's absolute chaos. Yeah, man, I do not even know how to react to that. As soon as I got it, I said, "What when in the world is pause, man. I, I I had to check on the Field Yates tweet like three or four times to make sure it was actually his account when I saw it. But putting these pieces together, Lou, a lot in the clouded NFL draft that's coming up just got solved within the last fifteen minutes. Yep. So I mean, we know we now know everything that to expect, pretty much. Yeah, you, you say pick one is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Right. The Eagles only wanted to get to three if Zach Wilson was going to and be there. And since they didn't do it, we know the Jets are taking him. Bingo. So now we know that Trey Lance or Justin Fields, most likely Justin Fields, will be the guy at three. Yep. If you weren't going to get your quarterback, we had talked about the scenario of trading back. And Lou, now you have potentially four first-round picks between this year and next year. We always knew this Eagles team wasn't one guy away from fixing your entire rebuild. They need elite talent all over the board. So you're moving from 6 to 12. Still plenty of first-round graded guys. Top-end talents are going to be there available at 12. I think it opens up the optionality to take defense there and then come around and maybe even on day three you use all your – or day two you use all your picks on offense. And then next year when you have all this draft capital – 
if you want to get up to the top of the draft to draft a quarterback if Jalen Hurts doesn't work, yep. or if he does, you can go get more elite talent. It continues to be that best of both worlds situation, Lou, where now we can see if Jalen Hurts can be the guy. It's a short leash, man, because they wanted a quarterback. They wanted Zach Wilson. No, I totally agree. But you still can at least see a sample size on him, which if they were to draft a guy, it would be completely clouded. At this Mm -hmm. point, you could still get him help in this draft. And even if you're drafting help for Jalen Hurts this year, you still have the chance to go draft the quarterback next year with three first round picks if you want to. And this isn't to say that they won't be done trading. I mean, they might move back up into the top nine of the class if one of those teams can't get a quarterback like Carolina and they want to move back. So things are going on, and they're going relatively quickly. But the thing is, right now, Lou, having three, four picks on day one and two this year is huge, and then having three first-rounders next year – Dude, that is everything you and I have looked for in a mock draft. For Look, so Howie long. Roseman's amazing to see. Gino, Howie Roseman has not been a good drafter. He's going to have no excuses the next two years because, like you said, he's got a first, a second, and two-thirds this year. He potentially could have three first-round picks to work with next year. So there's no excuse for Howie Roseman. There's no excuse for Jalen Hurts. The leash should be extremely tight on these guys, and... That's the thing. Like, I'm okay, Gino, moving down from 6 to 12. Like, yes, I wanted Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts for Jalen Hurts if that was the plan at quarterback. But at the same time, like, if you can collect an extra first-round pick, like, would I rather have Jamar Chase or J.C. Horn in a first-round pick? Like, I would rather have that to me. But I'm just more devastated the news after the move down that the Eagles were trying to get up to pick three because, again, that confirms to us that they don't believe in Jalen Hurts as much as a lot of people on Eagles Twitter do, and that they were going for that franchise quarterback. And the one they wanted was the one that I wanted in Zach Wilson. So to know that they really don't believe in Hurts to a certain degree, I mean, they believe in Hurts, but again, not to only a certain ceiling. And the fact that they kind of swung out here and maybe recognized they weren't going to move up for somebody like Fields or Lance, who I also like better than Hurts, is the tough part I think that's really hard to swallow, for me at least. Yeah, I totally understand that, Lou. And you and I, we, I mean, you had the show the other day with, uh, Mark Schofield. Everybody called me crazy, Justin man. Fields. I felt like we, me and you were seemed like we were nuts for thinking they could like a quarterback. And they did. They liked Zach Wilson. They wanted him. That's what I'm saying, man. There's always a chance this team will take a quarterback. Get that through always. your head. It doesn't matter when. There, there's still a chance they take one this year. Not, I, I mean, what if they draft Mac Jones at 12, Lou? No, that, please, that God. That could freaking happen. I mean, <laughs> Never mind, I love Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to say that it does happen. But the thing is, this team is always crossing all their T's and dotting all their I's and say what you want about Howie Roseman. But this move, you look at it from a 30,000-foot perspective, it shows where this team is in reality. Get it through your head. They were not competing this season. They're not competing next season. They need to get proactive. This move, for the first time in a long time, Lou, I believe is a proactive decision because they are saying we are not one guy away. We are multiple years away, multiple elite players away, multiple first-round picks away. They're continuing to add to that department. Look at the Miami Dolphins, Lou. Things can turn around fast when you get good selections in day one and day two of the draft. Continue to go down that route. Continue to get more picks. Continue to be a team that has 10, 11, 12 draft picks every year. Because when you had five and six each year, it didn't seem to work. You need more swings of the at-bat, and this is what this deal says. 
They aren't the best team at drafting. They need as many swings of the at-bat as everybody else does. So let's get better picks, and let's do it without really sacrificing elite talent up top. Because if you get J.C. Horn or Pat Sertan at 12, or even Jalen Waddle, Lou, I mean, we were talking about drafting these guys at 6. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm there for it all day, man. I like this deal a lot. Yeah, the deal in a vacuum, again, is really good. Moving down six spots for an extra first-round pick, this team, like you said, Gino, is not just one elite player away, unless it's a quarterback, right? So I think Zach Wilson could be the difference, but like Carson Wentz was for four years. But at the same time, if it if we're talking about receiver, tight end, those positions just, you know, pass rusher, cornerback, those individual positions, one guy does not impact it enough where if you can collect three first-round picks instead, yeah, you take that because then that can be an edge rusher, a receiver, and a cornerback as opposed to just one or two of those spots. So I, the trade itself moving from 6 to 12 for an extra one is awesome. Again, it's just the fact that they swung and missed on potentially Zach Wilson or decided that Justin Fields was not worth that trade-up because I personally thought – he would be. And the Eagles did have the assets to move up if they wanted to. They had two first-round picks next year. They have two-thirds this year. They have a potential asset in Jalen Hurts. So Hurts is the guy, though, in 2021. And like you said earlier, now there is some flexibility here. If he's really bad in 2021, you have three first-round picks to potentially move up. Or if you're already that high, you build around your rookie quarterback with two other firsts. Or if Jalen Hurts is good, you have three first to continue to build around him for 2022 and 2023. Right. So it's an interesting scenario to see really, you know, where this kind of shakes up since they couldn't get to three Hertz is going to have the ability to show them, Hey, you don't have to take a quarterback in 2022 because the Eagles have showed their hand. Now, you know that they were looking to upgrade quarterback. So if Hertz is as if he's good average, if he's not great next year and it's kind of unfair for him, but if he's not great next year, they're going to take a quarterback in 2022. Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. What Mm -hmm. more cement proof do you need that they weren't in love with Jalen Hurts? And we've been trying to tell you that. What have I been saying? Hey, there's a reason San Francisco didn't hang around at 12 to wait and see if they could get their guy. There's a reason they moved up to three. Teams don't draft guys that they think aren't the guy unless Mm -hmm. they're in the first round. There's a reason Jalen was picked in the second round, especially at pick 53. But I want to see this team successful, and I want to see Jalen do well next year, and I want to see him have help and at least have a chance to be able to evaluate a lot of this talent And give this team hope to look forward. Because if Jalen goes out there and throws for 55% completion percentage and you add two receivers in this class and you have Jalen Rager and those other guys and Mm -hmm. you really can't see what you have there, it's going to be bad. So you want to put all this talent around him and show that even if he's not the guy, we can work with the offensive guys that we have. But on Mm -hmm. the other end of that, if he does work out and things do turn out to be good, 
You yeah. now have a guy that you didn't think was the guy, and you have all this talent around him that has built him up. Unbelievable. Like just, I think this is a great situation to be in. I'm just glad that the three first-round picks are coming next year because what I would be nervous about, Gino, is if they had three firsts this year, those are all really good prospects. You're And G, Jalen Hurts is just good enough to where you win you know, six to nine games maybe, but you can tell like it's not enough. And then next year you kind of play your way out of that position. Whereas this year you can see what you have with Hertz. If he's not enough next year, you have those three first round picks and you could like you could have three first round picks and be picking in the top six again. Mm -hmm. So that's really the interesting scenario to see how this plays out. But Gino, you look at the Miami and San Francisco trade and what Philly just did too, and what they attempted to do by moving to three, it really kind of symbolizes the two paths the Eagles are facing this year and next year. Like Miami, I think, is making the mistake that what could happen to Philly here, where they're passing mm -hmm. on the potential great quarterback prospect for draft picks and or valuable assets at other positions to build around an average or good quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts is a better chance to be great than Tua, but not more to me than Fields or Lance, guys that Philly potentially could have passed on. The 49ers were in that same position. They had a Super Bowl core around an average quarterback, and it cost them a title in 2019. They now are correcting that mistake. Like, you see Fields or Lance with Shanahan, Ayuk, Kittle, cool. and Debo. Like, that is extremely unfair. So to me, though, again, San Fran is doing what I wanted Philly to do this year, what they attempted to do, um, and what they could be doing in 2022, depending on what happens with Jalen Hurts. So it's really interesting how all three, all two, these two trades and what the third potential trade Philly tried to pull off. It really kind of, it's interesting how it symbolizes the two paths that a lot of franchises face when it comes to the most important position in football. And I think in all sports. Absolutely. I think this is kind of once again, time is a flat circle. The Eagles were trading from 13 to 8 with Miami a couple of years ago to get up to get their guy, and now they just did reverse trade to a certain extent. And when I look at it, Lou, the value that you get out of this, you, not only that first-round pick, but you swap out the, the pick 156 to go to 120. That's huge. You're moving up. You're not going to have 80 selections between 80th and 156. You're adding more talent next year, too. And the thing was, I don't believe you look at the Eagles roster, you look at where the Giants are, you look at where Dallas is and where Washington is. The Eagles aren't even in the same conversation as those teams when it comes to competing. Outside of Washington, who doesn't really have a quarterback, and the Giants now with Daniel Jones, Dak is there with Dallas. They have a lot of their guys on offense. The Washington defense is only getting better. Their offense continues to make good additions in Curtis Samuel. The Giants just got Kenny Galladay. And the Eagles are over here sitting on their hands with Jalen Rager and a bunch of fifth-round guys. They needed tons of talent, not just at the quarterback position, not just at the wide receiver position, on defense to even defend the guys that they're going to have to go against at the wide receiver position. I mean, at 12, I'm looking, I think defensive back is the pick there. Pat Sertain or J.C. Horn, I think that's a great addition if you could add them. And then you could double up at 37 Go get a guy like Kadarius Tony or Rashad Bateman if they're there. You're going to have so much optionality now, right now, Lou, to add top-end talent to this team. And if Howie doesn't make this stretch work, yeah, that leash is done in my opinion. Right. But he's giving him more swings of the at-bat, and that's what it takes when you're not the best evaluator of talent. Yeah, and Howie even said that a couple years ago. Like He'd be naive to say that he knows more than the other GMs and that you just need more swings at-bat, so... 
there are no excuses for Roseman. There are no excuses for Jalen Hurts. And look, Hurts should see this, and he should have that fire lit under him. Like in 2016, Sam, Pradf- Sam Bradford didn't get a chance. They drafted Carson Wentz. This year, Hurts almost didn't get the chance. They could have moved up if they recognized that Zach Wilson was the pick at three. I still think, again, they're making a mistake. If it was that they could have had the third pick, but they didn't want Fields or Lance, I think that's a grave mistake. But now Hurts can see that and say, okay, look, they wanted to upgrade. They didn't have the op- They chose not to based on maybe who was going to be available. So now he knows, like, you've got one year. You've got no excuses. They have draft picks here to build around you, and you're going to get a shot. So don't blow it because, they, again, like I said earlier, they showed their hand here. If you are not good enough in 2021, they are going to take a quarterback in 2022, potentially with three first-round draft picks here. Again, if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the – so they have two firsts, but if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps in 2021 for Indianapolis, you have a third first. Or if he plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts – make the playoffs. Today's edition of Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And it's a healthy alternative to your everyday snack. Only 180 calories in every bar, 19 grams of protein, and there's so many unique flavors. 18 different ones. I'm more of a peanut butter brownie guy, but you've also got cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, cherry barcia, you name it. They are all available. Unique flavors at builtbar.com or on Twitter at bar underscore built. And when you use the promo code locked 15, that's L O C K E D one five. You're going to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Once again, that's locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And right now built bar madness, the tournament is going on at builtbar.com. So check to see who won each day's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Gino, so now let's look at though we're talking we've been talking big picture what happens in 2022, what the Eagles tried at quarterback, what this all symbolizes. Let's talk about now the 12th overall draft pick because at pick 6, we kept going back and forth with are they going to try to take a quarterback there or is it going to be Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts or maybe even one of the Alabama receivers, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith. Who are some of the names you mentioned a couple cornerbacks they could potentially look at? At number 12, like, do you think that Patrick Sertan would be available? Would potentially Waddle or Devonta Smith be there on the board? Who are some names we're looking at that could be available with the 12th overall pick? Pat Sertan. Mm-hmm. J.C. Horn. I think J.C. I think the Eagles love J.C. Horn. I think I that's think so, the leader too. in the clubhouse right now for that pick. I agree. I believe Jalen Waddle could be a chance to be taken there. Mm-hmm. Over Devonta that's- Smith? Or Devonta Smith, if either yeah. one of them fall. I think, honestly, there's a better... It's weird, but I feel like there might be a better chance Smith is there than Waddle. I agree. I, I kind of do agree. And especially mm-hmm. with Miami trading back at six, I, or going to six, I believe they want Chase. And if For I sure. thought one of those teams were to take Devonta Smith, I believed it would have been Miami. Who knows what Atlanta does? Probably Kyle Pitts at this point. Or offensive line, who knows? We should be but, rooting for them to take probably Trey Lance. I would, I would imagine. Yeah, and to move down after this happened, Lou, to know that one of those quarterbacks is going to be taken only helps being at twelve. Because mm-hmm. if four of those guys go in the top ten, and maybe even a team moves up to get Mac Jones, you now have the selection and the ability to get a guy like Quiddy Pie to get a guy like Pat Sertain, to get a guy possibly like Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddell. You're going to have 
an ability to maybe if Micah Parsons is there, you I was going to say, man, like linebacker, linebacker would, there. yeah, I was going to say linebacker would be too rich at six, but Parsons at 12, you talk about value. It makes sense. Like that could be the best player available. He checks the boxes of what the Eagles need at linebacker. The other day he ran a four, three, six at his pro day. It can make, it wouldn't make sense at six, but I wrote down Parsons. He's on my board now at 12. I agree. I looked at that too. And I'm like, Man, if he's there at 12, it's it's a decision to be made. He's a Penn State guy. There's some baggage off the field, but mm-hmm. it is definitely more likely to happen at that pick than at six, I would say. Like, that's for sure. Uh, we got Ian Rappaport with another updated tweet here, Lou. Oh boy, Rephrasing here an earlier tweet for clarity. Early on in the draft prospect, the Eagles felt Zach Wilson was a strong prospect. But for where they are, they felt moving back and collecting a future first-rounder is way better to build a team. What is with these guys saying ridiculous things that completely take out of context what the Eagles are doing? First it was Adam Schefter, now it's Ian Rappaport. Can we hold these guys responsible? Unbelievable. Wait, wait, wait. so let me, read, let me read that again. Rephrasing an earlier tweet for clarity. Early on in the draft process, the Eagles felt Zach Wilson was a strong prospect, but for where they are... They felt moving back and collecting a future first rounder was a better way to build a team. How does that make any sense? Like, Gino, if that if that's what the Eagles were thinking, number one, you're right. Like that, the two tweets do not really go hand in hand. Like, I, were they trading up for Zach Wilson, or did they just? It's like the Juju Smith Schuster thing. Did they offer him a multi year contract, or did the agent call him about Juju? Those are two very different things. This is the same thing. Like, did the Eagles want to trade up for Wilson, or did they just like him earlier? If this is the correct tweet that early on they liked Wilson, but they thought moving down is the and, and building around Hertz is the better decision, then that is a huge mistake to me because I think Hertz and other assets to me is still less valuable and the wrong way to go versus Zach Wilson. If you think a guy is the guy at quarterback, that is the decision, and there really is no other option. And so that's if they think they could have got Zach Wilson at three and they, or two and they decided not to. That this is the tweet I hope is not right, but you're right, man. It, the, now I'm kind of confused what the Eagles' plan was all along. Yeah, I'm sure every team believed Zach Wilson was a strong prospect. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, what if what if Howie? What what if the first tweet is correct though? And the Eagles, do you think the Eagles could be spinning this to make it look good now for Hertz because they kind of showed their hand with that first tweet? Maybe now to kind of make Hertz feel like. To, for good PR here, they're saying, well, at, maybe they did try to trade up, but now they're telling them, well, actually, we thought he was okay early on, but this is the right way to go, just to kind of save face with Jalen. Maybe I'm reading <sighs> too much knows, into it. man? <laughs> I, I, I'm just sick of these reporters just saying things and not being held accountable for it. Like, that is completely different than what he had said. And to me, it's like, okay, they just made that decision that Zach Wilson is going to be selected at two within the last 15 minutes when San Francisco got did their trade. But now we know that Zach Wilson is probably going to be taken by the Jets. So this would have no correlation with what just happened 15 minutes ago. So to me, that tweet was reactionary from Ian mm-hmm. Rappaport. And he kind of did it to fit his narrative. Yes, I'm sure every team in the country believes Zach Wilson was a top prospect. I'm sure all of them did. But to say it in the way that he just did they probably just realized that they couldn't have made a move until a team moved for Zach Wilson and a team moved for Justin Fields. And that's why things happen. There are big dominoes that have to fall in the NFL before things happen. And you look a couple of years ago when the Eagles traded up to get Wentz, they didn't make a move until ten or uh, until the Rams moved up to get Goff. 
Well, so that's my thing, Gino. My, my interpretation is they did want to get up for Zach Wilson early on in the process, but when they realized that Wilson was likely to go to two, that they decided to not move, right? I think they, again, they didn't yeah. want Justin Fields or Trey Lance. So I think that initial report was correct. Maybe it was wrong that they weren't trying to get to number three. I think at one point they were trying to trade up for Zach Wilson. When they realized it wasn't feasible, then they backed out. And so that report to me is kind of reactionary in the sense too for Philadelphia that they kind of missed out. And so you're now, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid, you wanted something, but your brother gets it and said, you're like, well, I didn't want it anyway. Like you can, mm. you know, that it kind of, that's kind of the sense I'm getting here. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I don't think this has anything to do with Howie Roseman, honestly. Like I, I really don't think that teams like Howie when it comes or, or these reporters like Howie at all, because the things that happen in Philadelphia just come at the spur of a spur of the moment. Like who knew had any wind of this trade, Lou? We haven't heard anything about them moving back, and mm-hmm. this couldn't have even been possible until Miami moved back. So this must have just occurred, and the Eagles felt like they finally had somebody that they could do business with because the rest of these teams behind them are trying to move up and get quarterbacks or get elite prospects, and Miami has this optionality. So right now, good thing Miami moved because we now reap the rewards of it, regardless of what Ian Rappaport wants to say. If the Eagles knew that they couldn't get Wilson – and have known for a while, they couldn't make a move until somebody else made a move to get a quarterback. And that's how you know that the cost of business starts to go up once you see that first quarterback price. Then you can evaluate the trade market when it comes to the draft. Then you can figure out how much these picks are worth. And then you could really boil it down to who has the assets to make a move like this. They settled on it being Miami, and I'm happy that they did. There's so much interesting stuff to pack uh, to break down here, you know, from this trade, the, these multiple trades when it comes to San Francisco and Miami and what that symbolized for the Eagles. And then, you know, what the Eagles just did moving down from pick six to number 12 and collecting a first round pick in 2022. It really changes up mock draft Monday. It changes the way we really see the rest of the draft process. But at the same time, Gino, it gives us answers to the puzzle, at least this offseason. We know now that Jalen Hurts is, I mean, I think that we know that Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback for 2021, but at the same time, we do know as well that Philadelphia isn't sold on him like they were Carson Wentz for so long. So again, like Hurts gets a chance here. Howie Roseman gets a chance with all these draft picks. It's time to execute now. There are no excuses because they have a lot of swings at that. 100%. Yeah, no, this is the time now that Howie really can't say anything. I mean, if he messes up, this is on him. Mm -hmm. He has now had multiple years, multiple coaching regimes, and one consistent, Howie Roseman. Especially if Justin Fields is a star, man. Like if Fields or or Trey Lance, too, if they go to San Francisco and they're stars, that will really, especially if Hurts isn't the guy or the 2022 guy isn't the guy, that will be something you look back on for a very long time. It is, man. I mean, I think we the nightmare do that scenario, all the time. I think the nightmare scenario is Jalen Hurts is average. Carson Wentz Carson is back Wentz to his old self. Super Bowl. Yep, Carson Wentz is back <laughs> to his old self in Indianapolis. Justin Fields wins Justin Fields is a star. <laughs> Trey Lance is good. And Zach Wilson isn't good because that's the one guy Philly wanted. That That is how I feel like this is going to go down just because I'm a pessimist. <laughs> yeah. Indy meets Miami in the AFC championship. Yeah. So now the yep. pick next year is all the way at the end. And San Fran is uh, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. With Justin <laughs> Could Fields. you imagine, man? I mean, <laughs> we're in that alternate reality where that would happen. Ugh. I'm in the alternate reality though, Lou, that 
operating with multiple day one and day two picks is going to change your team for the better. And I'm really excited more now than I was about an hour ago for this draft because I now know that even if you don't hit on these selections in this draft, which you definitely need to, you still have multiple chances to do it next year. And if you do hit on them, you have multiple chances to exponentially grow how much better your team can be. And from a team-building perspective, this is a day that everybody should be happy about because you're still going to get a top prospect at pick number 12. You still have the optionality to move back up into the top 10 if you would like. And then next year, Lou, I can't wait for the mock drafts that we're going to be able to do with those picks in day one and day two. And then to see what actually happens is going to be amazing. And next season, Lou, is going to be fun because we're going to be able to evaluate who are the guys that are working, who are the guys that we can move out of town. And it's going to change rapidly. You thought this offseason was bad? Next one's going to be even crazier when this team has a ton of cap space. They can actually go crazy in free agency a little bit. And they're going to have all these draft picks. The team is going to turn over rapidly here in Philadelphia. And we've already seen that train go into motion. And this is just a continued advancement of where we are headed for the Philadelphia Eagles. There's never a dull moment right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You know, there's it's a you know one thing. Even I'm very disappointed. I wanted the third overall draft pick. I wanted a quarterback. Again, I like the move from six to twelve, collecting a first in a vacuum. I like that trade itself that Howie Roseman pulled off. But the fact that I know now they're not going to get one of these quarterbacks, and that they liked one of them but didn't like the other ones that I liked, that's the thing that's tough to swallow. But at the same time, man. I wouldn't be wanting to cover another team on this podcast because it is always entertaining. Even if you disagree with it, it is always, there's always something to talk about. We are never struggling for content on this show. <laughs> I said in our locked on podcast uh, Twitter group that I couldn't imagine covering any other team. Mm-hmm. How he always keeps us busy and he always keeps us thinking, man. I mean, now we're sitting here and saying, what can we do now? And I think there's so many more choices because now do you use one of those? First round picks next year to go out and trade for a top end talent, Lou. Do one of those Stefan Diggs or DeAndre Hopkins style moves next year. Yeah. I mean that we can you also have the open options. it up to that. It right. doesn't even mean you have to draft somebody. You now have all this ammo to make your team better. And at the end of the day, that's what it was. My message for this episode was the Eagles weren't one player away. They weren't two players away. They're multiple position players away from being a better team. With a rookie head coach. A rookie quarterback, I will still say Jalen Hurts will be, this will be quote unquote his full rookie season. You need to bring in guys that can make this team better around those individuals. I'm excited to see where they're headed, man. This is for once the most excited I've been to be an Eagles fan, especially after they tanked that last game. Remember that? Remember how foreign that was as a subject now that we're here talking about the Eagles moving back to 12? In the end of the day, it didn't even matter that they tanked that game because they're sitting at 12 and they're going to have a selection that would be if they finish 7-9. and And let's hope they don't continue to go in that direction moving forward now that they have all of these pieces. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter all throughout the day. We're going to continue to cover this story at Lockdown Birds at DBLCLOE at GC24 underscore football. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast because we've got a lot of good episodes coming up after these trades with Mock Draft Monday. I'm sure we'll have the guys on from Lockdown Dolphins, Kyle Krabs. Maybe we'll have Brian Peacock on as well from Lockdown 49ers just to recap this absolute chaos. We got a lot of it done on this show, but there is plenty to talk about. Five episodes a week downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to the podcast on any podcast platform for 
Gino Camilleri. I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.